0: Hey everyone, I'm Stony Beavers, Vice President for the Alabama Best Practices Center, and I'd like to welcome you to our Better Practices, Brighter Students podcast. At the Alabama Best Practices Center, we facilitate high quality, networked learning for Alabama educators. In each episode, we talk about a current topic, something that's relevant and important for our listeners, and today is no exception. In this episode, we'll be talking to our friend, Dr. Vic Wilson, about the new School Principal Leadership and Mentoring Act. Dr. Wilson is the Executive Director of the Council for Leaders of Alabama Schools. Prior to joining class in July of 2017, he was the superintendent of Hartsell City Schools. During Wilson's 24 years of service in the field of education, he has worked with professionals from pre-K through the graduate school level and prior to being selected as the superintendent of Hartsville City Schools, Wilson performed numerous roles including principal, assistant principal, teacher, and coach. Wilson received leadership awards from the Alabama Music Educators Association and the University of Montevallo. Throughout Wilson's 18-year tenure in public education administration, he has been active on the class board of directors, and in 2014, he led the Alabama Association of Secondary School Principals as their association president. He was also selected as Alabama's 2017 Superintendent of the Year by the school superintendents of Alabama. we hope you enjoy this episode, sit back and get ready to learn about Alabama's new school principal leadership and mentoring act with our friend, Dr. Vic Wilson. Dick, it is great to have you with us today, and it is always great to sit down and, and talk to you and learn from you. Um, you're a longtime friend and a colleague, and very excited that you've taken this time to kind of sit down with us and talk about the new School Principal Leadership and Mentoring Act and anything else you want us to talk about, but uh, before we jump into that, I'd love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your history and uh Specifically, what has led you to your passion for working with education leaders?
1: Tony, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm very excited about um, talking to you in Dakota today and um, getting this uh, information out about this exciting time for us. I, I, yeah, my name is Vic Wilson. I'm a former superintendent and a high school principal, uh, and currently the executive director of class. And it's been a passion of mine to help leaders help those under their care uh, with the learning process, because at the end of the day, we're about learning outcomes. And teachers, number one customer is students and principals. Number one and one, a customers are students and teachers. And that's important to note that uh, there's a book (laughs) that's out there uh, that says, if you don't feed your teachers, they'll eat the students. So that's one of the things we try to get our principles to understand of how important it is to nurture and help grow not only yourself, but those under your care who are really working boots on the ground with students. So it's always been a passion of mine about leadership and a piece of this that I'm, I'm very excited about too, is also the mentor process because I'm, I'm a big believer in mentoring and coaching to help. I have mentors in my life and various things and I have people who coach me and give me advice uh, and help me move forward and hopefully get better every time I do something.
0: Well, we definitely see that, um, Vic. And, you know, you guys at CLASS and us at the Alabama Best Practices Center, we we've worked for many years to try to bring high-quality professional learning to education leaders because we definitely understand the demands of the job. And, you know, one of the things that we see with our key leaders network is when the leaders come together and they do networked learning, uh, it's very beneficial to them to see what's going on in other schools and other districts and how they can learn from each other and share and do learning. But, you know, you guys have worked really hard also to to get this uh, legislation passed. And, um, you know, I, I guess the questions for our principals and our assistant principals out there is, you know, what does this mean for me? What, uh, what What changes will it bring to me? So just give us a little bit of the history and the overview of the School Principal Leadership and Mentoring Act, please. Well, in 1854, the the first.
1: I'm uh, State. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, like, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, several years ago, they passed the Literacy Act, and the Literacy Act was passed in a way that it, it, we didn't really work as well together. And when, when I say we, I mean the legislature and the the school entities, so to speak. Um, a lot of great things are involved and are included in the Literacy Act and some things that we didn't necessarily like. But uh, there's no doubt that the Literacy Act has shown a bright light on what we're doing in our state to advance reading and literacy. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, you're going to look back, you're going to see it as a, as kind of a, you know, a beacon, I don't know what the right word, but a hallmark time frame where we really started... To turn things around in Alabama, because we're going to tend to it for the long term, as opposed to just tilting in a windmill and then changing every few years. It's my hope that as we change, as we progress with the Literacy Act, we don't do a new Literacy Act. We look at the Literacy Act and tweak it as time goes by. Last year, the Numeracy Act was brought in. We did a better job and when I say we, I mean all parties of working together on the numeracy act we wanted that we worked very closely Uh, mark and i and uh, educational groups were all in rooms together tweaking the language working with the sponsor and working with all entities to ensure that the numeracy act was better than the literacy act and when i say better i don't mean it's going to have better outcomes numeracy and literacy are both important but what it does is it has a longer runway it allows us to work to go slow to go fast, so to speak. That's what it really did, as opposed to some kind of whiplash a- aspect. Uh, I, I really think you're going to see the Numeracy Act tweak less because we learned some things from the Literacy Act that we we tweaked beforehand. One of the things that uh, the sponsor had in the liter- the Numeracy Act, excuse me, was uh, attention to some activities that leaders, school leaders would be doing. And it could have been, if it had been left in, could have been left, it could have been to the detriment of literacy. They wanted to focus or hyper focus on on numeracy and math. And I'm, I'm all for that, but not at the expense of the other disciplines as well. So the sponsor and I talked and I said, let's do, we need, we need a leadership act too. Let that be the third piece of the stool, the third leg of the stool. And I'm very, that's what I'm really excited about. We don't want to look at these three acts as independent of each other to me they work together literacy numeracy leadership for years the number one factor in school and student learning and student outcomes has always been the teacher and number two close behind has been the principal some studies indicate there are new studies out there that indicate the principal is as impactful as the teacher okay and that makes sense because they have to work together they really do have to work together. So that was the, the at the heart of what we wanted to do. We wanted to do two things. It was my goal to do two things. I wanted to make sure that our principals were getting the high-quality professional learning, growing themselves, okay, so they could grow their teachers, so that the learning outcomes could be extended. Also wanted very clearly to, to begin a mentoring process, Too often, we're left to our own devices, a a principal or an assistant principal. They don't have another one of them in the building to talk to sometimes. And so the mentor piece was big for me, mentoring and coaching. A lot of that I learned through going to KLN. You've already mentioned some great, you know, when I was a principal, I was very much involved in those programs because I wanted to learn as much as I could. And that networking was critical. Yeah. When I saw a school that had metrics like mine and they're doing something better than we were doing, I want to go find out what they're doing so I can replicate it if it will work, as opposed to not knowing. So that's kind of how it started. The third thing we wanted to do was increase the pay for the for the uh, principals. Principals and assistant principals didn't necessarily get the salary increase last year when the matrix was bumped because it was a multiplier it would have to be a multiplier of the salary schedule, which I'm so thankful, very thankful for the legislature for recognizing the need to change that salary matrix for our teachers. Our teachers, it has been a game changer, that and the Teams Act. But what those two things did is it did uh create some situations where some teachers were making more than assistant principals and as much or more than principals on a you know, day to day basis on a daily rate of pay. So in this way, if teachers, or excuse me, if principals work more and do high quality professional learning, do the things asked of them to better themselves and their schools, they're going to get um, a salary bump. In that, it's going to come in the form of a stipend. And we we had two other really good acts and laws that have been passed that we used as templates. The National Board Certified Teachers and the way they pay them. Mm-hmm. Why well, would I want to recreate the will when that's a good way to do this, to redim- to pay the principals and assistant principals? So there's yeah. one. The other was the Teams Act. The Teams Act in, in added four days of professional learning. We decided to add five days of professional learning for our principals and assistant principals. And I want to be clear on those five days. That's not an extension to their contract. That's five days within their current contract. They can do that through local approved uh, PLUs. They can do it through uh, an, anything that's ACLD approved. They can go and work with A-plus College Ready. They can go and work with class. They can go and work with any entity that is an approved way to grow themselves as leaders. It's got five wonderful visionary leadership, uh, transformational leadership. You know, this it's, it's something that's really robust uh, in, in regards to what our principles can become,
0: I should have known when I asked you to give me a history that you would go all James Michener and Ken Burns on me, Vic. I, I
1: can do that. I could have, you know, <laughs> if I had, if I had, uh, string behind me, we could have
0: some good music overlaid with to that too. <laughs> well, we'll talk, we'll talk 80s music in a minute. Um, so you've already gotten into this a little bit, but specifically, how do you see this changing the profession for? principals and assistant principals in Alabama, Vic?
1: I think if done to fidelity, it's going to be, it, it will be the game changer. In fact, Sonia, I've already, we've already had um, two states call me, of my peers. I actually presented a couple of days after it was passed and, uh, to the national state Direc- executive directors, of uh, uh, NASSP, on their monthly Zoom call. Uh, there was about 16 on there. And two, uh, Pennsylvania, Mississippi have already inquired about the bill and want to do something in their states similar, great. Uh, which is what I wanted. I want people to see the great things we're doing in Alabama, because we are doing great things. Uh, too often, the narrative is that uh, we're woefully behind, and we certainly will um, own up to where we are to move forward. And you see that already with the gains we've made during the pandemic the gains that our teachers and our leaders and our students and our parents and everybody have made during these last three years. We want to continue that and take it to the next level.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you talked about if if we implement this act the way it's intended. So I definitely see that as one of the challenges. Uh, are there other, yeah, other let challenges? Let me add something
1: to that. Let me add yeah. something I think that might help. So your question was, how do you see this? As a game changer? Yeah. Okay. You know, first of all, every principal and assistant principal is gonna will, will be doing five additional days of high quality professional learning. Now that's gonna be tied back to their evaluation. They're gonna have a, they're gonna work with their evaluation with their superintendent. And those those evaluation metrics, they can use student growth, they can use student achievement. School climate is very important. That's something that's that we wanna make sure that our our leaders have a knowledge base of how to have a positive school climate and the school culture. Those three things alone, if we can work on those three things, that's going to help us with all these leadership qualities that we know can help move the needle for the students under their care. That's what we really want to do, Stoney. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, we, we've all worked on that in the past few years, really looking at, you know, those uh, indicators of high reliability schools and, you know, that that kind of work. But I agree with you, the, the school climate and culture are huge. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of leaders get in and they, they get a new position, a new building, and there's so many things they need to work on. They're not really sure where to start. What's, you know, what's going to give them the biggest bang for their buck? I think with new principals
1: and Um, first and second year principals, the mentoring piece is going to help them do that very well. It's going to help them focus and compartmentalize things as as needed and realize how to handle and juggle all those activities that they're going to have to do. The design team that is included in the law is ecumenical. It is, uh, it's going to be a powerful force to help us create the, the principal leadership academy that is kind of going to be the the you know cornerstone of our leadership moving forward. Once that's created, every principal will have to go through that year long academy. And if we do that well, if we do that properly in our state, I think that can be a game changer too. And it's going to be uh, you know uh, class has the opportunity to appoint three principals and three assistant principals. SSA can appoint two superintendents. I thought that was very important. Mm -hmm. AASB will appoint two board members. Critically, AEA will appoint three teachers. We want teachers involved in this. A-plus will be able to appoint members. The governor will appoint members. Uh, We want to get the voices and minds in the room when we design the Principal Leadership Academy so that everybody knows there's wonderful transparency. There's wonderful opportunity for everybody on that team to bring their, their expertise to the forefront and let's build a principal leadership academy that people are coming to us going, what are y'all doing down there? Yeah. Show us
0: how to do this. So that that's really exciting. And that, you know, one of the things that I liked when I was reading through the bill is just how it's phased in over several years. So I think we'll have time to really, you know, get things in place uh, correctly without having to go back and. You know, we talk a lot about in Alabama about building the plane as we fly it. But I think there's really a phased in approach here that with that design team, uh, really a good chance of a very strong, positive implementation. So I I love that part of it. So do I, Stoney.
1: That was intentional on all all parties because that's what we did with the Numeracy Act. Mm -hmm. The Numeracy Act has a longer runway and it's very intentional. We realized We didn't get into this problem overnight. We certainly aren't going to get out of it overnight. And we want national organizations who have the ability to come in and help us to see that we're committed to this work so that if any outside organization, if we have a grant process or if we have something that can bring money into our state to help us grow our leaders, they're willing to do that because they know there's going to be um, a long-term process and we all know data are clearer when there's long, long uh longevity yes longitudinal data we need you know yeah. reams of it to show the growth as opposed to well these two years this is what happened well that's not long enough really to to know if you've made a difference there are too many external factors that could have been extenuating
0: circumstances to skew the data one way or the other well you are talking about the data kind of gets us in really to my next question so Vic, we were talking a little bit about just, you know, getting the learning to the student so that it has a positive impact on student outcomes. And you've talked a little bit about using data. I think that's huge. Uh, don't you think also if we're looking at evaluations and professional learning plans that principals and assistant principal principals will want to tie that to student outcomes and maybe that'll kind of help with the implementation here? I think it can. And that depends on the
1: situation. There's two opportunities. You can look at growth and you can look at achievement. And we, we've written this to benefit the leader and the school based on what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, school climate's a non-negotiable. That's something everybody can work on. All right? Uh, that's something we're constantly working on because of all the issues that our, that our stakeholders are facing, all the mental health issues, all the things that are... The school climate is never ending and never should be. You don't just... You know, that's the way we've always done. It doesn't work anymore. Right. OK, so we are constantly working at school climate. But if you get a situation where you have grown and and that growth has kind of plateaued, well, that's very that's a normal activity. All right. So we've got to continue how to stay up there. Well, There's just so many ways we can do this. We've written it to, to allow the evaluation system to be something that that superintendent and that principal work together, and look at the needs of the specific school. I'm not looking down the road. I'm not trying to be a different school. I'm trying to be the best version of Meek High School. I'm not trying to be the best version of Mountain Brook High School. I'm trying to be the best version of Meek High School. If every leader and superintendent looks at it in that framework, it's going to be successful. We didn't get into it overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight either. And that's, that's the critical piece. It's about growth over time. Let's continue to grow our our learners. Let's grow our ability to have a positive impact on our learners. And I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a, so much more positive than there is negative. One of my favorite, my favorite Beatles is George, was George Harrison. And <laughs> he had a, a number one hit. I got my mind set on you. I think it was 1987. But the line in there says it's going to take um, money and time. Yep. It's gonna take a whole lot of money. It's gonna take time, and that's what it is. What have you done for me lately? Doesn't? It's not the way we're gonna do this. We're gonna look at this over time and have wonderful opportunities for our leaders to show growth over time.
0: Well, and I think too, just the the fact that we're going to be providing the support that they need, and the you know the connections and the, the mentoring. I think all of that's huge because you know, the job's bigger than any single person. So I think- Can
1: I tell you a secret? Yeah. Here's my, here's my secret wish. I hope, it's my hope that the mentoring piece is the piece that is the true game changer. I hope we see such great data on new principles with mentors that our veteran principals realize I need one too and I want one too. Yeah. I want the mentoring piece to grow so that if every principal in the state- Wants one or needs one, they get one. Uh, that's a, that to me is is the perfect scenario. Let's say I'm a superintendent, Stoney. You're my principal, and you're a veteran principal. You've done a really good job, but you hit a little valley or something. And we talk about it. I, you know, we're talking about your evaluation, and we go, Stoney, what do you think about a mentor for a year? Oh, that'd be a great idea. You know, so we can build that into your contract too. We can build that into your evaluation. Say, all right, for this year, you're going to be a mentor. Here are the areas that we've talked about, you and I, not me to you, not me at you, but you and I have talked about this. We've agreed this is what we're going to work on. Let's get you a mentor to help that. Think about the power now of a veteran principal saying, "Hey, I want a mentor too," because we all need them. I, I, I you know, the mentors even have mentors, so yes. it's. It's something that you don't you don't just go and and oh I've had oh yeah I had a mentor 12 years ago it was great.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean it's something you hopefully keep. You know, we talk in the instructional partner network all the time that your your best athletes they they always need expert coaching. You never get out of, you know, needing those mentors and those coaches.
1: That's a great point. The best athletes are always honing their skill and trying to get better at something. Um so that's a great analogy right there.
0: So Vic, as we kind of wind down here, uh, is there anything else specifically that you can think about that, you know, this is your opportunity to tell our listeners, our principals and assistant principals, uh, anything else about this act that uh, you want to bring out before we close?
1: It's my hope that this can be a, can be a game changer to help our principals and assistant principals um, give them the opportunity to grow themselves and give them compensation for that work they're doing as well. So I think this can be a game changer for us uh, across the state. Every every school, all every we have 1440 principals and 1410 assistant principals. So basically 2850 administrators are going to have an opportunity to grow professionally and think about what that can do for our 715,000 students. Mm. It can be, it can be the game changer that can change the narrative for us. And and working with SSA, AEA, AASB, A plus the state department and our legislature, we worked, everybody had a piece of this. Okay. Mm. And talked about it and and was a part of this. Nobody was apart from it. And that's, that's something that I'm, I'm really happy about too. So very, very excited about the implementation. In fact, later today, our, I have another meeting about mentoring. So I have a meeting with two people who are going to help us build the mentoring piece. So I'm very excited.
0: Well, Vic, if, you know, if we can help with anything, please let us know. And, uh, I just really appreciate you taking this time to sit down with us. Um, where can our listeners find out a little bit more about uh, maybe they want to read the act themselves or more information about, you know, what's coming or the implementation timeline? Where can they go to find out?
1: There's there's several places. First of all, I'm a big fan of AL.gov. You can go to AL.gov and read any bill that was passed. And I'm a big fan of that. Uh, you can also go to our website, classleaders.org. On our advocacy tab, you can see the bill in its entirety. Okay. You can also go to our podcast. We have a podcast called... Um, principle Truth with Principal AL in capitals because it's about Alabama principles. We have um, several podcasts about things, and we have an upcoming podcast that will be about this act itself. So, lots of opportunities to do that. I would I, you you can also go to your website A Plus. You know we y'all do a great job. I read your updates every Friday. Your the gist is something I read from top to bottom. And uh, I encourage your listeners to also be your readers. And the same for us. We have a Friday update that goes out and our readers, but we also encourage our listeners to go out there because you can listen to the podcast as you're driving 10 minute quick trip and then finish it on the way back or something like that. So uh, I'm a big fan of what y'all are doing. And I, I believe in learning from other entities as well, and I think that's that's really good. So if you see something on our website or your website, those things are going to give you some really good insight.
0: You know, thank you for that plug, uh, Vic. We feel the same way about you guys and the work that y'all do. Um, before we wrap up, uh, any what's your favorite '80s song right now? What are you listening to? And do you have any uh, any trivia for our listeners?
1: Okay, um, my, right now it's it's hard for me not to like some, um, you know, this is going to cliche, but I'm a big Bon Jovi fan. I also like White Snake. Here I go again. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. I love that song. <laughs> um, I was listening to the Pretenders the other day, uh, so there's just a, you know, I'm. It's hard for me to pick one 80s song that I'm listening to right now because of. Uh, you know the death of Tina Turner. I've been listening to some uh, uh, Proud Mary. I love their version of that.
0: And, uh, and you and me both. I've had her on uh, the essential
1: big, big fan. But I also like listening to. I'm going to see see Jason Isbell later this month. I'm a big Jason Isbell fan. So awesome. He's from right here in uh, Killen, Alabama, up in up in uh, the Florence area. So Shoals. But i I'm, I just I just love music. Y'all y'all everybody knows that. So what was the other part of your question?
0: Trivia. What? What's a good trivia question right now?
1: What's a good trivia question? Right. Yeah, you
0: always. You still doing trivia?
1: I do. I do trivia. I. I I'll put a trivia question out there. Um, okay. Uh, here's a. Here's a great trivia question. Um. Let me think here. I'm trying to do a trivia question around the music. Um. Well, oh, here's one. Uh, What was the first number one hit, Billboard number one hit, that went number one after the artist had passed away posthumously?
0: Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Do you want to hazard a guess? Mm. I don't know, Vic. It is sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh, yeah. He, he, um, cut that song in late 67 and then had the plane crash. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Sitting on the dock of the bay.
0: All right. Well, there you have it listeners. Um, Vic, we know how busy you are. Thank you so much for taking this time to sit down with us and kind of walk us through this and, uh, telling our listeners where they can find out more information. And, uh, we just, uh, we wish you the best of luck. We thank you for your work on this. And, uh. Hope we can get back together soon.
1: Same here, Stoney. Look forward to seeing you. Uh, if, if you're in town, you let me know. Okay. Got right. Thanks same, a lot Vic. for you to go. Hey, everyone. This is Dakota Punzel, operations manager for the Alabama Best Practices Center. We wanted to take a moment to thank Vic again for sitting down to talk about the School Principal Leadership and Mentoring Act. You can find all of the resources mentioned in the episode, including a link to the bill itself and related resources in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening, and be sure to follow us on social media to find out when the next episode drops. Y'all have a good one.